What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Bonjour. How are you, Tim? Vita Island. Haven't seen that shirt in you like that quite a while. Yeah, I was looking yeah. to do the. You know, I don't know. If, oh, yeah, I know you're not like me actually, Tim, because I know how stylish you are. But like, as someone who has nine. So 900 t-shirts like it's that thing where we just haven't done laundry in a while so the a tier and b tier teams have gone are still in the wash and so mm. today it's one of those things of like digging out like oh i haven't seen this shirt in forever oh vita island I haven't seen that shirt in forever what's up yeah now bless yeah, you you're too that. young to remember the vita was a handheld playstation made and it was very what? cool <laughs> wait like this cool one not yeah it, honestly it was a lot like the switch there was oh a port God. at the top that you thought would have actually plugged into a tv and been actually exactly the switch and it wasn't Whoa. Did, so, did playstation it, make games for it so that's the thing you it know does, they, it's just not for the consumers it, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> it started they, you know they started making some games for it but they weren't it turned out fully committed to their own piece of hardware oh. this sounds like something that like a bioshock game would be great on right you know what it's funny you bring that up ken levine he actually at one point pulled it out of his pocket and said i'm interested in this little guy and we all got rock hard <laughs> oh shit Whoa. wow wow uh we also have the new face of video games blessing at Ayoye jr Bonjour, Tim. Come on, Dalibu. Holy shit. That was impressive. I'm wow. impressed. Color me Let's impressed, see. everybody. <laughs> and rounding out the group, we have the former informer, Imran Khan. Hola, como esta? Holy shit. We are, we're getting multicultural today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> About time. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, it's a very exciting episode. Honestly, one of the most exciting episodes I think we've had in a in a long time just because there's so many games to play. There's so many mm, games to talk mm, about, mm. you know, because this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. We're each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them and all the games that we love, of which there are so many right now. What a time to be alive. Uh, you can get the show for free by going to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or RoosterTeeth.com. You could also get it as a podcast. Just search for Kind of Funny Games cast on your favorite podcast service. If you want to get the show live as we're recording it with the exclusive post show or to be a Patreon producer, you can go to patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, just like James Davis. 248-835-53699. Oh, yeah. The phone number. <laughs> Jeffrey P. Long, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Sancho West Gaming, James Hastings, and Tom Bach did. Thank you all very much for your support. Uh, if you're supporting us over on patreon.com slash games or slash funny right now, uh, there's a survey up, our annual survey, asking you guys what you liked about the year of Kind of Funny content, what you didn't, what you're hoping to see for 2021. We're trying to get all those plans uh, organized now. So if you can go do that survey, that would be awesome. If you're My not answer to all three questions, blessing. Wow. Same. Wow. <laughs> uh, if, if you are not a Patreon supporter, that's totally cool too. We want to hear your feedback. Uh, Joey will be putting the survey up publicly. A different, same survey, just like we're trying to keep the results so we understand the difference between Patreon and non-Patreon because there are different needs there, different desires. Um, that will be going up Friday, this Friday, on uh, twitter.com slash kind of funny vids. That's how it works. Can't wait to see all of your all your feedback. Um, what else do I got for you right now? Oh, we are brought to you by some illustrious sponsors. We're talking about Upstart. We're talking about ExpressVPN, and we're talking about movement. But we're not talking about them right now. We're going to talk about them later. I want to start by talking about some video games. Greg, bless. Hi. You guys have been talking all over the place about your impressions, your thoughts, your reviews on so many of these games, specifically the PlayStation side of things. P.S. I love you, XOXO. You can go watch it now. I'm sure they've talked about a whole bunch of their impressions. So, Imran, I really want to talk to you first. And I want to start this off 
with Xbox. You know, there's been so much. I know we have the X cast and they're doing their thing there. But from this crew, crew, group, group, crew, whatever. Uh, Both work. I want to hear. I know. Yeah. Well, I messed up, though, and I said croup. Oh, like Krupa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Daniel I Krupa. like it, though. Like, I feel like if you just roll with it, people wouldn't have noticed. Like, oh, yeah. Tim's, yeah. Tim's mastering the portmanteau. Exactly. The, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, a messy mashup. Messy mashup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Imran, you've now had both consoles for a couple weeks. Where's your head at with the Xbox Series X? So, I, the Xbox is the more stable thing to use right now because it is built on a foundation of stuff that I'm already used to and has proven to work. But Greg Miller, do you yeah. mean stable in terms of like stability, like in crashing? Oh, well, that too. Okay. But I also mean like. This is not a UI that I have to relearn or it has some weird things about it or stuff like that. But also, I'm just using it less because there's just less games to play on it than less new games that I'm interested in playing than there are on the PS5. So, like, between the two systems, like, since Thursday when I actually got my PS5, like, between those two things, I spent 80% of my time on PS5 and technically a, a lot of the rest of the time on the Xbox, but that's because of Yakuza and not necessarily because of the Xbox itself. So the I it's a is a system that is like neat but it is so completely unexciting from that perspective of I'm enjoying this I I enjoy having this and playing these games but it's like it's there's less to explore in it and that's that is less interesting to me. So I mean like let, actually let's go down the path of this conversation then like what how does that compare to your experience with the PS5 so far from a like UI standpoint? The U when I see the UI on the PS5, I'm like, this is a new thing, and that's immediately more uh, captivating to my eyes. I'm like, this is not a thing I've been looking at for the last four years. Mm-hmm. The Xbox is exactly that, which is like, I totally understand why they did that. It completely makes sense from their perspective and the market they're going for and how they position the system. But I I want a new OS for the new system, <laughs> and, <laughs> and by the same token, I it is also a a more stable, more foundationally, uh, more foundationally in, complete. Interesting, complete. Yes, yeah. Like yeah. I know exactly how to do everything I want to do on the Xbox One. I'm still on Xbox Series X. I'm still trying to figure out. Some of the stuff on Xbox are on the PS5, and there's parts of the Xbox I'm like, oh, I know how to instinctively, I know how to turn the system off with a button press. Mm-hmm. It takes me at least like two or three tries to figure out the PS5, how I oh, yeah. the system in the rest mode. Not that I even want to put it on the rest mode all the time, because that shit doesn't work super well right now. No, I, I, <laughs> I think you're right on the money there, Imran, right? Where PlayStation 5 is just in more from a UI, just talking about the box, you know, experience, a more exciting venture right now than turning on your xbox because exactly what you're saying and now when i say that it does lead exactly to what you're saying of why why did playstation make this more cumbersome why Mm. is it why is it harder to get to my friends list quickly why is it harder to get to my trophies quickly and we always are like oh well hopefully that gets changed in the quick menu with an update and yada yada. but it's yeah like you know what's next generation all about tim it's about convenience, Greg, and I, I totally agree with you guys. Where the the Xbox is just so fast to use that even though it's the same UI, to me it does feel a little fresh, more fresh than than it. While not exciting, I do think that there is it's fun to use, 
And I, yeah. I think it's just because it's so so zoomy. I like, and this is how it was on Xbox One as well, but the the way that there's surround sound even to the menu clicks, like when you go from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen, the sound kind of goes over or up and down. You kind of hear it. And I'm like, it's just little things like that that makes it feel premium. Like it, it feels like a, a good experience that I think last gen it couldn't keep up with this gen. It's like, oh, cool, man. I'm, I'm zooming through the menus. Like when I'm going to Game Pass and looking at all the options, it's like there's a lot of cool stuff here. Meanwhile, on PlayStation 5, it's like so many of the, the elements of it look pretty. But even on the controller, it's like I feel like so many times I go to hit the PlayStation button and I hit the mute button on the, the mic. Yes. You know, mm, 100%. And, and it's it's just weird where it's just like I'm sure over time I'll get used to that stuff. And it's just we're so used to a controller feeling a certain way. But for right now, it's kind of little tiny things that never get quite annoying. But I notice it every single time it happens. And what you guys are talking about, about finding the power or like right now I'm playing Miles and I'm trying to like figure out the trophies I need to, to platinum. Just doing that seems like a little more complicated than it should, especially yes. when there's these beautiful cards taking up an entire, the middle third of the screen. It's like, this thing is so smart, but it seems to be showing me the things that I'm not looking for. It's like the it's, usability, right? Where it's, and yeah. I understand a hundred percent that not whoever's designing the PlayStation UI or whatever, and jumping into how trophies should work. You'd love it if they were as in, into it as all of us are and use it. There's no way. You have to release this shit to the public to really get the things. But it's exactly what you're talking about, Tim, of, yeah, like, who in their right mind thought it was a good idea to blow up PlayStation trophies so I couldn't just see them in a list and at a glance skip, scroll and be done with it? Cards, fine. I You know, I hit quick menu. The cards are there. They're showing me. That's fine. Whatever. When I drill into my trophies, the fact that it is still laid out in these tiles across the way and it's like you scan, like, it's great being able to sort by what you haven't collected. So, yep. you know, like that's amazing. Why not put it in a list? Why not make it easy? Why, you know, before where it'd be to go through a hidden trophy, you just hit square over it, right? Now there's even more to get into. You to dive like, in to see the trophy. Yeah, to yeah. go in, yeah. yeah. And it, it, you know me, I'm not a trophy guy, right? Mm -hmm. But they present this stuff as if they do get it and as if they do care and they want you to care about trophies because they present them in these beautiful cards with all the, the hints and the tips and the, the, all the information, I just feel like the information is never the information I'm looking for at that moment. Sure. And like that gets kind of frustrating, especially when more often than not, when I hit the, uh, the button, I want to actually get to the quick menu at the bottom. I don't want to be on the cards. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that kind of gets frustrating where I'm like, just flip it. You know, like the card should be optional. And I know it sounds like we're being super nitpicky about this, but like, this is something that I, again, have never been truly frustrated by. But every single time I notice it's happening and every single time I'm asking why. And that's just where we're at with this generation where everything's so fast and everything works so well that when things don't work well, it's like, but why? Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I, like you guys have been always saying like next gen's about convenience and like there's aspects of that UI that just seems like so anti-convenient of, okay, I can adjust everything on the bottom bar except the stuff I want to adjust. Like, exactly. I, I can't move the <laughs> bar like, the default section. It's like, oh, if you want to move around these three things, you can. Like, no, but what about the rest? What? Why are those things not allowed? Yeah. Uh, and re really quick, just a question. Uh, uh, that's boss, baby. Yeah. The bear corny comment on the ones and twos. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, the question I have, like, as someone who likes to, you know, uh, capture screenshots and 
uh, some gameplay here and there. And I'm usually not one to like immediately post it. Like I want to keep playing and then I'll go back to it later. There's no like actual uh, capture app at the home screen. Like I have there to is. go. Oh, there, there is. Because the only the way, way I can fucking thing. find it is I going to storage, storage and then yeah. going no, no, to no, the no, no. Where is Bear this it. thing? It's uh, you know what I showed blessing this. I'll show you. It, you're gonna feel like a horse's ass, of course, because of course you have. Am games I gonna feel like media. a horse's ass, or should PlayStation feel like a horse's ass? PlayStation could. It was clearly yeah, it's yeah, gonna be yeah. a dunk on PlayStation. You have the games in media, so of course to get to your media app, you have to scroll all the way in, go to your games library, find your mm, capture gallery there, naturally. and then what? once you open all the way that, at the bottom. <laughs> Once that you open that, it'll keep it in the carousel as long as you keep using it before it gets Wait, knocked so, out by another game. So it's in the games library, but it's all yes. the way at the bottom? Yes. What the fuck? It's That's making its own app like on the home screen. What the fuck? Why no, it is it only it, like, once we use it, it'll be its own app on the home screen. Yeah, but it, it, it's in a place where you, where you wouldn't. Think but it, it should like, be like it a should default, be on the media side. It, it should be like a default thing that's like there because like PlayStation the Plus button. like stays there. There's like the uh, and now hold on too. Mm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But the uh, one thing to point yeah. out that I think Blessing is the one who taught me this is that actually when you if you hit the create button, you know how you pop up your options because I usually just yeah. do the you know the tap or the hold. Yeah, same. Uh, if you actually tap the create button to bring up the options and you go all the way to the left, which is your most recent screenshot or whatever, and click on that, that'll launch the capture gallery as well. Yeah, and there's an option there that says there. go to media gallery or whatever. It should and be that's the, that's the quick way to go there. It, you're you are 100 correct that it is not obvious. Uh, so, yeah, a feature I, that I do really like about the PS5 so far is I love how the, the just games are presented on the, the the main screen of the UI where it's like yeah. you know all your most recent used apps. It looks really pretty, and I love how it's full screen art of the game. Yeah. And my favorite thing is in the bottom right there, it tells you the trophy information. It tells you like your percentage through the game or whatever. And I just like that's the type of info that I'm like, yes, this is what I want to see when I'm like going through my games and like trying to decide what i want to play right now especially when there are games multiple games that i am interested in 100 percenting on the playstation 5 right now so it's there, there's a lot to like about it and i think that the the misses are just so obvious because it's like how how did they make those choices like well, i think that's what is you know jeff gersman had the infamous tweet but i was feeling it during review period too just the same thing of like not being able to upload download save data from that main menu the fact you have to dial into the system settings, go in there, into your save data utility, and do it from there. Before it was on PlayStation 4, hover over the game you want on the main screen, hit the options button, there it is, upload, download. And I think, mm -hmm. right, and granted, I I love, you You apologized earlier, I, I love nitpicking these things. We, they've had two solid weeks of us just being like, these are the best things since sliced bread. They, they're allowed to get a little bit of mud on them right here. And it's that kind of thing where, why make this more complicated? Why take away a feature that people are using? And again, I bet for 90% of the audience, they've maybe never even used that. That's just not something they do. Auto auto uploads for PlayStation Plus, but it's people like us who go between so many different units and move stuff around. And I'm especially right now of syncing data, right? That you know, you have different versions of different games and you want to you started your PlayStation 4 version, but you need to bring down it for the PlayStation 5 version. Like there's little pain points right there that are shining through. So speaking, and speaking of, that, of that, that's a, Whoa, a oh, that was crazy. But real quick, <laughs> it's it's so nuts to me where I saw so many people complaining about like downloading games and it, downloading both versions. Yep. And I was just like, how stupid do you fucking have to be to mess that up and actually download the PS4 version of the game? Hey. And I've now had three separate friends that have done this. <laughs> and, and they're like, I did what that. the hell? And I'm just oh, like, yeah, I've done oh that. my God. And now, <laughs> yeah, now it's one of the things me. I'm like, 
y'all ain't stupid. Like I, I've seen how it is. It actually happens in uh, what was it? What game was it? It was Call oh, of Duty yeah. downloading, yeah. and it was both versions. And I'm yeah, like, holy with shit! COD and it happened with uh, Borderlands, like both and Miles Morales. Now that I think about it, wait, is All there a PS5 games? version of Borderlands out? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I gotta download this. <laughs> Holy <laughs> so let's go. Go. Okay. Listen, if you do that, you have to upload your character from the PS4 version first, and then you can download it on the PS5. I'm gonna so do that later. But no, <laughs> but, but blessing. Think of it this way: if you down, this is what I did, and I host the Borderlands show. I did the same thing where I downloaded Borderlands and it downloaded Borderlands Four and Five. So on the PlayStation mm. Five, I started Borderlands PlayStation Four, where I had already brought down my save from the cloud. Uh, oh. When it just loaded it. Hit upload the character, closed it, deleted it, then opened PS5, downloaded the character, and there you go. So I, I had the problem with Mortal Kombat today, where I downloaded that because the new patch is out to like make that next-gen version. And Wait, is that, of, is that cross-gen? Like, if you have Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath on PS4? Digital, yes. If you have it on disc, there's still Oh, let's on go, it. baby. But, uh, I'm excited about this. So I, wa- I, so I was in the middle of the Aftermath story mode. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just get finished out. And they're like, I have a PS5. I'm sure it'll look better now. They <laughs> Save files don't transfer. So... All the server side stuff, like the characters you own and your progress in some modes, that does transfer. The progress in other modes does not. So, like on the Xbox, you're fine. On the PS5, you're not. And this is one of those things. It's like, oh, Sony didn't do the save file thing right because there's a lot of stu- like like the Borderlands example we were talking about, where I upload the character to download the, uh, the character for the PS5 version. Not a problem on the Xbox. So it feels like that you don't realize how important smart delivery is until you deal with it oh, not yeah. being there. And then once it's not there, you're like, what are they thinking? What the hell is happening here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to the point of smart delivery, right? Like this this last week, uh, a couple of days ago, my Xbox Series X basically bricked where like I put in probably about like four hours of playtime total on the thing and was uh, in like hour two of Yakuza Like a Dragon and that crashed. And I tried to boot it up and got an error at the startup screen. Uh, tried to factory reset it, wouldn't work, and did like a whole, whole bunch of different stuff. Re reinstalled the OS, didn't work. Ended up having to like hit up Microsoft support, and thankfully they've sent me a, a new Xbox, which is a bummer. But to shout out Smart Delivery, like once I packed up the Xbox Series X that wasn't working and plugged back in my Xbox One X because I was really craving some some Yakuza, it picked up right where I left off. Like the save was there. Like I didn't really have to worry about anything whatsoever in terms of, all right, am I getting the right version? All right, do I own this? Like, no, everything was automatic, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. And that's been my experience as well. We're just with all of it where I'm like, damn, the Xbox stuff just fucking works. And it, it mm-hmm. really is mm-hmm. nailing home the convenience side of what we've been talking about with next gen. Uh, but moving on from the the UI and all that stuff, Imran, uh, you, you played a couple Xbox games. You told me you're talking about Ori and Gears 5. Like, Focusing on those older games that you've had experience with before, what's your experience like now? So I was able to borrow a monitor from my upstairs neighbor who has a 120 hertz monitor. And I'm like, fuck, I want to try out Ori and I want to try out Gears 5 on this thing. So I borrowed that and I plugged in the Xbox to it. And Ori has two modes. It has a 120 frames per second mode at 4K and it has a 6K 60 FPS mode. I tried both of those. One... Uh, I think it was with you, Blessing. I was questioning, like, what's the point of 6K on, like, a an Ori thing? Mm-hmm. Holy shit, super sampling is amazing. Like, 6K on a, a 4K monitor or 4K TV is, like, mind-blowing. It looks so clean. It looks so good. That game has... It looks like an actual generational leap over when we played Ori early this year. And I... Whatever game can get away with doing that, like, I would totally try that out. 
also equally amazing, 120 FPS. I was skeptical of how I was. I was also at the point where, like, I'm not going to buy a new TV for 120 FPS bit mode. Like, I'll deal with it at some point when that do, when I do eventually get a new TV in like three or four years, it'll be cool. Now I'm kind of considering what if I spend two thousand dollars on a new TV oh, or something because it is legitimately like. I couldn't believe my eyes of how amazing that looks. So I also played Ori in both the, the the 6K 60 and the 120 frames per second to try to see the difference. And I agree with you that the 6K was insane. I think the 120 is fine. Really? Like, I think that, like, the 60 is good enough. Like, there's definitely a difference. But when we, we've been talking a lot about Miles Morales, and it's like the uh, performance mode in that is just like, damn it, it's so good that it makes you not want to do the resolution mode even fidelity mm-hmm. mode even though it's so gorgeous and you're kind of like damn it i'm stuck between this decision whereas with ori i was like if the decision is between it looking as good as it does at the 6k at 60 or 120 i'm like i'm gonna go the 60 route the 120 yeah. is dope but like it's kind of just like a neat thing as opposed to like oh this is really enhancing the game for me that's the thing that like it's been a per game decision for me of like fidelity versus performance modes like sometimes i'm like okay this ray tracing is like miles morales i've kept it on the graphics mode because like god it looks really amazing like the ray tracing and the reflections and all that stuff i've not tried the performance mode yet because i know if oh, i do i'm gonna be afraid it's gonna to, like, break go you dude I, I i i can't i can't do fidelity and the, like i always prioritize pr- uh, fidelity for ps4 pro games and I have only really been playing the story of Miles Morales on stream. And because of that, I was like, yeah, I'll just do the 60 frames per second mode. And like going to fidelity, the game looks like bad to me. Like, like yeah. it, in a still like frame where you see the reflections and stuff, it does look really pretty and stuff. But in motion, but in it's motion, just, like, man, it hurts. It hurts to look at. Yeah, I played the whole thing. Uh, well, not the I, yeah, I guess I did. I played the whole thing on performance, and then at some point, uh, somebody's asking me about that. I was like, oh, I should check that out, and I did it. I was like, oh my god, like I can't go back. And even playing remastered now, it's the same way. Yeah, like I so Gears was the other one I tried, and Gears has 120 FPS in multiplayer only. So I tried that out, and I feel like I became better at Gears multiplayer just by virtue of like how fast and smooth that frame rate was, like. I went and like went back on my other TV with that when I returned that monitor and I like try then 60 FPS and it still looks good. It looks fine, but it like, it feels like it's missing something. So I, it, I was not a convert before, but like, you, you know, the phrase, there's no convert, like, or there's no zealot, like a convert. Now I feel like I'm a zealot for 120 FPS. Cause I really want yeah. that in like every game now. I know it's not going to be possible. I know yeah. maybe like a year into the generation, they're just going to stop doing it completely. But like, geez, it look it feels real. It feels amazing. And that's yeah. something that's like hard to replicate with anything else. I need to try gears. I, I haven't done that yet, but that, that might be the thing. Cause like, I, I'm sold on it all. It's just like it's the the trade-offs. And what I do enjoy about this is that it is a game-by-game basis where I wish we didn't have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. And it was just you get all of it, best of both worlds in one. But, like, that's just not where we're at. But I, I like that we can kind of look at it because for me with Ori, I'm like, cool, 60 is fine. But I can imagine Gears feeling real nice at 120. Like, how much did that – did the 120 affect Gears compared to Ori? I – so like it's a it's a competitive thing versus a like standard platformer, and it's a little too difficult to tell with Ori because Ori just it did not perform well when we, when I last mm-hmm. played it. We did the review in February, like, but 
I felt like my actual gameplay was better playing Gears. And when I went back to the multiplayer, or not multiplayer, the single player, which was not, it was 60 FPS there. I That game, it felt slower. And it felt hmm. not muddy, but it felt like, I I was missing something. Like there's a yeah. there was a crucial component of gears that I now am like that was torn away from me. It felt like when you're playing a when you go from 60 FPS to like 30 or 20 FPS, it's like this feels mushy. Like I'm like walking around and don't have full control of the character. So you bring up Ori and like how we played it back in whatever it was, March, compared to now. And man, I wish I wish the game was how it is now, because I yes. think that we would have all been so like, we were already high Wasn't on it, it. Your thing was the maps, right? Wasn't it, it took yeah. forever to load your map and shit? The map would take forever to load in and be this like weird kind of like before it would come. Yeah. Now it's so quick. Like, nice. did you try the map at all, Imran? Yeah, no, I was just like it's opening hilarious. the map and like switching between menus. I was like, holy shit, this is working so fast now. Like, yeah. was I don't know if that was like like a issue with the game or like the issue with the hardware but whatever it was that got fixed it works perfectly now people have been telling me i've seen in chat and stuff that like the they've patched over the last couple months and it's been that all those problems were fixed but i haven't experienced that so i'm just going in and like playing it on series x is like oh damn this is a game of the year contender and it sucks that when we played it it wasn't necessarily because of these technical issues it legitimately looks like a remaster on Xbox Series X. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very cool stuff. Uh, other Xbox Series X games, Tetris Connected. Who here is okay, playing so, that? So I love Tetris Effect. I love te- I like that was on my PS4 bar the entire time it was released. Like I would just occasionally just go in there and play a little Tetris every so often. Tetris Effect Connected, they add the multiplayer mode, and Blessing, you've also played this. Yeah, that multiplayer mode kicks ass. Dude, I got it emotional is, playing it. It is so cool. I've seen you guys tweeting about this. I don't get it. What, like, what, what's so special about it, and how is it emotional? So it is uh, basically you and two friends on, uh, and it's also like a four-player mode as well. But it is you and two friends in a basically a raid against an AI boss, and this is just the campaign part of the multiplayer mode. But you, the three of you, are working together to basically clear lines and build up your zone bar. And when the zone bar happens, like the music kicks in, like the beat drops, basically, you all connect into one big screen and you all have one well that you're dropping things to, like oh, uh, turn by turn by turn. And like, you need to work together. You need to work in like connected with people to yeah. like drop things and works in our uh, in synchronicity to get full lines and do as much damage as possible. Cause when that, like eventually the time runs out, you go back to the boss. It does that damage in. And that boss is while you're just in the normal separate modes, just kind of fucking all of you up. Yeah. And it is dropping like, all these, like ten- kind of thing. Yeah. Where like it goes from the the boss is attacking you guys when you guys when you guys are playing in your regular mode and he's dropping garbage onto your screens as you're playing individually. Then yeah, once you build up, uh, the hook kicks in and it is the the main Tetris Effect song that is we're all connected. It's so like that hit. <laughs> that's yeah, and that's the first. Yeah, that's the one I played yeah. so far. Um, but yeah, like during during that one, right? It kicks in. It's like we're all connected, and like as soon as that car, that part kicks in, it literally connects the screens or connects the wells. Oh, so that you are so cool. you're all playing at the same time on the same well uh, like Imran was saying in asynchronous asynchronicity uh taking turns dropping trying to build up your lines now it is like a full on attack on the boss uh, it was like it was it's one of the it's one of the coolest thing, like coolest gaming moments i've had this year like so i want to point out that mode. like they, the boss doesn't just drop trash on you what he what the it does is 
it will do numerous effects. Like if you've never played Tetris Battle Gaiden, it basically copies the effects from Tetris Battle Gaiden and does them to the players. But it also, like one of the effects is it will just put Tetris NES rules on you. So like you can't fast drop, you can't T-spin, yeah. you can't infinite spin. Uh. It's stuff like that. It's like that screws you up way more than you would think. And it's sure. like you have to actually be good at Tetris to be like get through these things eventually like i think we only got to the second our second set of bosses and by the end of the second set we the me and my two friends who were all you know fairly good at tetris were struggling and like two of us kept dying and when you die you have to do like a rhythm game to like come back to life <laughs> that you're like tapping along to the beat and like little claps are happening like it's and then your well fills up with energy and once that happens you like come back to life and it's so cool it is as cool as Tetris Effect was in terms of style and like the, the things they brought to Tetris, this does that with a Tetris multiplayer mode. So I I have never played Tetris Effect. It was always a game that what? I was interested in from the the vibes and colors and all. I mean I don't have PSVR, and by the time it was like not VR or whatever, I was like it, it just came and went right. So with this one, I'm like I definitely want to give this a shot. I am not good at Tetris. Never have <laughs> been. I'm not like the worst, but like I would never say I'm good. <laughs> this game is making me realize I might be the worst. It is so <laughs> fucking hard. This campaign, like how far have you guys played the campaign single player? The journey mode, I finished it in hard. That's I got insane. In hard hard? <laughs> Holy yes. shit. I played, I, I, I think I, I, played, I played a I got, lot of that game. I got uh, to like the second to last. Are we just talking about like the, the original game? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, the, the journey mode. The oh. journey mode in Tetris Effect Connected is the same as in the original. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I, I remember clearing that on, like, normal. Because I'm going through, and there's, there's, like, the little kind of sections, and, like, there's, like, three little bubbles per section, like, three stages yeah. per, per group or whatever. I'm on the, the sixth bubble, so, like, the, the last one of the second group, and I've died, like, ten times. It's so freaking hard. Like I'm playing through it, I'm doing kicking ass. Then the music kicks in and it starts going hella fast. I'm like, how the fuck can a human do this? Yeah. I don't get it. On hard, that- it goes up to like 15, which is like ridiculous. And you have to, you have to actually be in the actual Tetris effect zone to like yeah. really get through it. That's what I was saying. That's kind of where that that feeling of euphoria kicks in. Like, I, 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 Imran, you probably know. Is there like a name for it of like when people are in their zone playing Tetris and like they're in that well, Tetris, like, the Tetris effect? Oh, oh, and no, that's no. called the Tetris that's, that's, effect. That's the zone. Tetris the effect zone. is when you. Oh, like, Tetris effect is when you see the pieces when you're, yes. you're like you're just doing other things. You see it, right? The zone is gotcha. the actual like yeah. Yeah, that's but like once you're from. once you're in the zone while also playing Tetris effect and the music and the effects and everything is kicking in, like it feel it truly feels like a mag- magical experience playing that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would need to to show you guys the stage I'm talking about. I'll get some pointers <laughs> or something because it's like there's just it's all red and there's like people like fire people like Are bowing. You? Are you oh, the fire are level, you banking yeah. your pieces like pressing the I think yeah. L one or whatever to okay are you also yeah. pressing up to drop like so you can mm-hmm. do the quick drop as well okay mm-hmm. are you also <laughs> making sure to do <laughs> your like, special oh, shit, I don't know how to fucking help you this one <laughs> are, you, are you making sure to do your special where you slow things down yeah but I seem to always be doing it at the wrong time because like mm-hmm. every time I do it I'm like oh shit. I, I, it's one where they're like kind of like uh like the second phase of it they're like bowing and like worshiping something right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I vaguely remember, that one is a is a struggle. Um, it's hard. Yeah. Hell, and that's not, that's not even peak. There's like I, I think there's like a level like right after that one that is like crazy. Uh, it only gets harder. Yeah. yeah. Great. So I think like the last level of Tetris Effect Journey Mode is like one of my favorite levels in video games. Period. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's dope as hell. 
Ah, oh, it's exciting. Uh, well, moving on to something that's a lot easier and definitely more my speed. I want to talk about Astro's Playroom. Because, hey. my God, what a video game this is. I'm, I'm sure that, like, we talked about this a lot in a lot of different places. But I platinumed it. It's my second platinum ever. I loved every second of it. The only criticism I have of it is anytime we have to blow into the microphone, it's stupid. Yes. And it doesn't work. Just uh, leave it muted and then it does it all for you. Really? Yeah, hmm. I learned I, I learned that after the fact. I, I when I, I went to Platinum nice. over over this weekend and I was playing it wearing my Pulse 3D headphones. And so every time I got to a part we had to blow a thing, I would take off my headphones and then blow into the headphones so it could get the audio uh uh to like actually blow the thing, which was frustrating. <laughs> Wait a minute. If you have the headphones on, does that you need it to blow the, the headphones, blowing. not the controller? Yeah. That would make if sense. You need, to, you need to blow them to whatever the mic is. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting here with I had the headphones on and I'm just like <laughs> I ended up, I, the, the way I get through it, I have to scream. That makes sense though. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. God, I wish you, God, I wish we had B-roll you said. <laughs> yeah, oh, so stupid. But what an experience, man. I, yeah. I love the the nostalgia. I, I know we've talked about this a lot, but it it, it feels like a Nintendo game. Like there's a, a, yeah. a love for the PlayStation legacy that is throughout this entire game. Uh, I said I only have one criticism. That's the mic. The other criticism I have is like, I wish it went a little further. Like sure. when we get to the end, the final boss was such a tease. One of the coolest things ever. Don't want to spoil it for people. But uh, I, I loved that. I really thought we were going to keep going. Like I thought, cause like there's a, there's a moment where it's like, you kind of go back in time. And I thought that that was going to be like, okay, we're, we're going to go through the, the ages, but it kind of just stopped. Mm-hmm. And then the credits went, I'm like, all right, I can't even be mad at it though. Cause that was dope as hell. Uh, but what a fun game to platinum, man. I love yeah. the the challenges they give you. There is the right amount of stuff to not ever feel like you're wasting your time. I love the the way that it not only shows off the dual sense and kind of like what makes PS5 special, but even the way the menu works of when you're going back into the levels to to collect all the things and like find the stuff that you missed it's so easy to jump into the specific parts of the levels that you need to go to and it's so fast where i'm like this game's really showing off the the magic of the ps5 in in a way that cool we just spent a long time talking about how the xbox menu feels snappy and stuff it's like we're seeing it in game here in a way that the gameplay backs up the power of the the next gen systems yeah it's clearly made by people who love playstation and like i've been playing game for games for 35 years at this point and to me places always felt like something that like came in the middle it probably came when i was like 11 years old but it feels like something that came in the middle of my life and not something i had like nostalgia for like i had for nintendo necessarily but this game made me realize i'm really a lot more nostalgic for places than i thought like there's so many little reference there was a point where you come across the fo7 reference and even though it's like as far as references go in that game, a little lame because, like, clearly Square is so weirdly protective of that stuff. I almost like choked up a little of like, oh shit, I remember this. This this hits me in a way. And Astrobot does that so well that it like when I I read, tweeted and this was controversial, I guess that it out Nintendo's Nintendo in some way. Wait, and, wait, you Imran Khan tweeted something controversial? <laughs> I don't believe it. And like, it's not everything. Like. The the level design is not like a Mario kind of thing. It's not it's not quite that level, but they're getting if they made an Astrobot game and they said oh, we're they gonna will. go after Mario for this one. We're like we're going to and I think the speedrun levels actually get kind of close, honestly, mm-hmm. but they're not quite there. 
But if they did that, if they really went for it, I think that would be like a banger. That would be like one of PS5's best games. So I'm, I really hope that they take this foundation and make something just, they really go for it next time. Because yeah. I, I legitimately think this is one of the best foundations I've seen on a launch system for a next game. I mean, even the intro bit that, you know, uh, we've, we've seen Fixer's video of him freaking out about it and stuff. But, like, that experience, every single time I've seen or heard somebody start it up and you see the dual sense and it, like, you know, goes through all the things of, like, the little guys running around and all that stuff. It's like, this is so freaking crazy. Like, it reminds me a lot of, like, Wii Sports. Like, yeah. when people played it for the first time, it, it was just, like, a magic to it. And I definitely didn't expect that Nintendo magic, Disney magic playstation magic like that's weird but they really really pulled it off for this and every step of the way you're talking about the level design i really enjoyed how it rewarded you so much for exploring the levels and just kind of going around with all of the the little videotaping situations going on with the the playstation Mm -hmm. stuff where it like once i saw that fall fantasy thing i was like oh wow this is this is cool and it opened my mind to like there's gonna be a lot more of this and then you see dante Mm -hmm. shooting and i'm like I didn't expect Dante. Like, I love how weird and deep some of the references get. Uh, not that Dante is like the weirdest or deepest, but it's not going to be expected in a PlayStation game, right? Yeah. Like, they kind of went pretty hard on the third-party stuff that that I'm happy they did because that really is part of the nostalgia of PlayStation. Is especially the PS2 generation is so tied to third-party games. Well, I think that's like, I, I I want my job to be on that design team and like make little references of little astrobots and like the various games they could be. Dude, whoever had that job was thriving. <laughs> like they're having a great time <laughs> at work. Well, I love that it was like such uh, a coming out party for Astrobot, right? Because Rescue Mission was fantastic, but again, you know, wall in the walled garden of PlayStation VR. So if you didn't have it, you didn't know. Uh, and also, I think it's for the mistake that uh or the mistakes made but overall the mistake that playstation all-stars battle royale was which was them being like no no we we are we have our own smash brothers we have our own we we have a lineage and a roster that deep that we can do that and just tossing sweet tooth and (laughs) just tossing sweet tooth into a level and having parappa the rapper you know the dojo wasn't enough to drive that home that was a miss right for what playstation nostalgia actually was and astro's playroom is playstation nostalgia perfected because it gets to break the fourth wall and it gets to be about the actual console and controller and effects you had there right i mean even at the end of that when you've platinumed it and not even if you had platinum or not but i know we all have the same experience when you go down to playstation labo and you have all the consoles there and even though it's tied to trophies running around and punching them and seeing like oh the umd pops out or this it turns mm-hmm. on the screen yeah. it suddenly became oh shit this isn't even about getting that trophy i want to see what everything does and yeah. running around and interacting with the eye toy or playstation vr or the evolution of the aim gun up top right like there was so much cool shit there and i always i you know it's for some reason it's interesting i've seen it be a lot of people plat, uh, pop the platinum here but even a reference so nerdy as to run over and punch the Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, yeah. billboard, have it fall down and it be the Sony Computer uh, Computer Entertainment um, International America, and then have the little astrobot run over and put the thing back up to like signify the name change from a few years ago. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fucking like you you if you get that joke, you listen to the podcast beyond. Like that is like you are a fucking hardcore PlayStation person, and that's what they made that for. They didn't they didn't make it for oh. 
it, it works, but they didn't make it that entire thing and the experience and all the love they put into it. They didn't make it for the person who, oh yeah, I had a PlayStation in college. Me and my friend love Metal Gear. Like mm-hmm. that's there and you'll get that reference and great, but this is for people who stuck around and, and miss. Uh, for me, it's the thing that made me the, it was so bittersweet because it reminded me so much of PSX and made me miss PSX so much. Even like building the puzzle wall and having this yeah. amazing artistic timeline of PlayStation's history. It was like, ah, oh, this is rad. And I remember things like this at PSX. Yeah, it yeah. took it took me uh, playing Sackboy Big Adventure and then coming back to Astro and then platinuming it to be like, okay, no, this is perfect. Like because when, <laughs> when I first when I first played through Astro, I, I of course adored it. I thought it was cool, but I was also like, man, it'd be great if this is a full game instead of a two hour tech demo sure. sort of thing. And having th- played through both games and now having played through uh, and gotten all the trophies in Astro, I'm like, this is this. And I think Tim, you said you said this before that like this is the best tech demo like for a mm-hmm. console of all time like easily sure. uh yeah. and like w- when you go through and talk and look at the references and look at the love and like we talk about the 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 different references we saw right like for me it was seeing a seeing a seeing a fat princess reference and going huh that's pretty cool and then seeing <laughs> an order or order 1886 reference and being like it, it, t- it taking me like 10 seconds before i realized what it was and then going Oh wow! Mm. Like they're really representing everything. Like no matter like, who you, no matter who you are, you have something here. If you're a like one or one or two, I did not get, and like that is insane for me mm-hmm. to not Absolutely. get some of them. Dude, I'm right there with you. I, Greg, what you're talking about about like, man, this is nerdy. I love that there were things that I'm like, I don't get this, and if I don't get this, who the fuck is getting it? Like that is awesome that like they had- really really cared, and like to the point of it being the, like them making references like the rubber duck. You know, yeah, like things oh, yeah. like that. It's like that's mm-hmm. that's so so specific and so fun that like I love that they were like we're gonna make an entire game a- as a tech demo to the point of all the Mark Cerny talks and all that stuff of like yeah one level is the SSD one is yeah. the graphics card like going through that stuff is so silly but even the music right we're gonna, like, say, music we're gonna make it about this and we're gonna make a song about gpu that fucking slaps <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that teaches that has taught me more about computer science and computers <laughs> than i've ever learned before it's just so so great and like even besides the nostalgia and stuff like there are certain moments that i was talking about about like exploring the levels like there's the the there's a level where there's diving boards and i looked yes. at it cooling screen and i had a moment where i was like if this was a mario game if I jumped off the diving board, something cool would happen. And then I did, and a trophy pops. And I'm like, God, this is great. Like, <laughs> they just get it. They just really get it. And I, I also like how, I don't even want to say short this experience is. Like, it's the perfect length. I really, really love this for what it is. Uh, it kept me on my toes. It kept me wanting more to like keep playing. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to replay that bit again because I missed one of the things. I I know there's an artifact. I want that PSP. I need to get the PSP. And then going back to the Labo and having the, the gotcha game, even the gotcha game was, was like, that should never be a fun thing. Like that is just like, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like hit a button, things come out. But squeezing it and feeling the dual sense kind of have like crack open the little eggs. I'm like, these motherfuckers really yeah, they, have, did, it. They did yeah. something special here. And man. it was the same thing of breaking those open and spinning them around and be like, oh my God. Like I, you know, they see them, they see the Astro and it took me forever. Well, not forever. I guess I just did it in giant blocks, but coming out finally. And then like doing the double take of like, oh, I'm breaking out the dioramas and they're getting added to the world and they're living and breathing there. Like, oh, fuck, this is so good. So the worst thing about that game is that like it makes every other game's dual sense design look worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because like you play that game first and it's like, oh, nothing else is doing this nearly as well as like 
the the vibration in this game is perfect. The dual sense like triggers in this game are perfect. And other games, I'm like, it kind of feels like they didn't put nearly as much time in it. Yeah, this. like Miles almost gets there, uh, but then like the other game that I've been uh, playing, uh, Valhalla, like sometimes does things, but nothing nearly nothing as cool. like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even I say, I think, Duty does a pretty good job. Spider Man, I feel like it does it in a oh that's natural so it's easy to overlook it way like i mean mm, yeah. the surprising the other one that i think that stands out is fortnite of one oh I've yeah that's, playing, a, that's i've been playing example. a ton of fortnite on playstation 5 and like the the feet the haptic uh, feedback or no the adaptive triggers right of like having to actually pull through to pull the trigger and having a gun feel different from one to the other yeah greg we playing fortnite today what's up man uh, dude, I want you to know, Tim, and I'll put this on the, I know you're Barrett, but I want you to know, Tim, uh, that, yeah, I made the mistake and I fell off the wagon and I'm re-addicted to fucking Fortnite. Yeah, let's go, buddy. Yesterday, yesterday I had a quiet morning and I'm like, awesome. I'm going to, you know, I, I want to get ahead on some stuff. Maybe I'll put more time into Sackboy. Maybe I'll put more time into Valhalla. And I turned it on and it was like the, you know, the morning after we had done a whole bunch of Fortnite and I was like, what? And then four hours later, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, shit. I wasted this morning of playing more Fortnite. I just thought I was done this season. And then they sent me an email like, hey, Galactus is there. I'm like, shit. Fuck. Like, I guess I'm playing Fortnite today. Uh, oh, well, I got, I got we, a console talk... storage update. What was your console storage update? Before you give uh, the update, mm. let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Movement. We all know that 2020 isn't playing by any of the usual rules, and that goes for holiday shopping, too. Uh, between shipping delays and the mess and stress of in-store shopping experiences, there aren't many great options out there. But our friends over at Movement Watches have made gifting easy. I love Movement. We all love Movement. Gia rocks the sunglasses constantly. They do watches. They do sunglasses. They do a whole bunch of really fun stuff over there. You can check out really high-quality stuff, tons of different options and colorways and all that cool stuff. Uh, their Black Friday sale is live right now, so you can get ahead of your holiday shopping with the biggest sale of all time. Uh, they got their watches. They got their blue light glasses. Andy loves his uh, movement blue light glasses. Uh, the Everscroll blue light filtering glasses. They're a personal favorite of his uh, with lenses that protect his eyes from long hours in front of screens. Um, this is great for gifting because it comes in a really sleek black box which is like a nice little fun thing you add a little bow on it and then boom it's christmas time shipping is fast and they offer free returns all the way into next year not that you're going to need it but hey there's an option there you can check out movement's biggest sale of the year with fast free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash kinda mvmt.com slash kinda next up shout out to express vpn it is november right now which means we're getting real close to that christmas spirit that holiday times it's time to start watching christmas movies but if you go to netflix and discover your favorite christmas movies not available you need to get ready to have your mind blown you can use express vpn to watch any netflix library in the world so it's opening up a whole bunch of, of options like watching elf can't watch that in america but if you sign into the australian netflix guess what you're watching elf yeah pretty cool it's not just netflix expressvpn works with any streaming service disney plus hulu bbc iplayer you name it it works for you there uh, there are hundreds of vpns out there but the reason that we here are kind of funny use expressvpn to watch is because it's never any buffering it's hd it's super fast it just works it's great it's safe a lot of privacy stuff going on it's, it's fantastic stuff uh if you visit the link right now expressvpn.com slash kind of funny you can get an extra three months of expressvpn for free support the show watch what you want and get your holiday fix at expressvpn.com slash kind of 
funny expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and finally shout out to upstart there's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of marketing is it recovering how long will it take uh, the, not marketing market the market everybody is it recovering how long will it take have we seen the worst but if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt you can't wait for those answers you need to take action now and you should be doing that with upstart there's actually something you do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows that you're more than just a credit score one of my really good friends had a lot of credit issues uh used upstart it consolidated all of his debt into one payment that he has to make every month. It just made it easier to wrap his head around. And now he's debt free. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. You can see why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kinda to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kinda. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount upstart.com slash kinda what's the update plus i hit download a mortal kombat 11 i've hit max on my ssd (laughs) (laughs) so i gotta delete something this is only next gen games too so we're we're already there in terms of storage i'm very sad about it (laughs) looks like i'm deleting bugs next what game do we want to talk about next guys anything come to mind i kind of want to talk about yakuza Ooh, let's do it this is my Yakuza first time like actually being, being into mm-hmm. a Yakuza game. Yeah, Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, being the Xbox Series S or Xbox Series X like premier next gen title. It feels like uh, yeah. and I'm it's digging nice. it like great. it's yeah, it's great. Like it's the it reminds me of of uh, Metal Gear in the way that I am mostly watching this game <laughs> rather than playing <laughs> it. And I am totally down with that because the story is awesome. Uh, the main character is his name Ichiban. Yeah, Ichiban Kasuga. Yeah. Ichiban, Ichiban is awesome. Like I really like his character. I'm only in chapter two so far, uh, and so I'm like I'm a couple of hours in. But he seems awesome. Where they go with the uh, with the story in terms of setting up the premise and setting up like what the thrust of the game is going to be. I'm sure I'm not all the way there yet, but for where I'm at, I'm like this is all interesting. Um, Imran, what like where are you at with it? I am mid chapter five. I've not played nearly as much as I want to because like there's just been so much coming out. They're like, I keep coming back to it. I keep like every time I come back to it, I'm like, oh yeah, I know why this game is so great. And then I, you know, take a pause for a little bit and play something else. But like, I think where I am right now, I just opened up job changes. And I did not realize that job changes allow you to change costumes. So like, I like I changed Ichiban into a beat dancer. So now he's wearing, I don't know if you saw me tweet that earlier, but it's like, he's wearing like a full on like, hip-hop gangsta outfit it's fucking hilarious oh that's awesome like, this game is so like so where you are blessing it's still like a mob story but after that it's kind of mm-hmm. like unfolds into a different thing that like the yakuza games tend not to tackle that often and that uh so ichiban the main character is he grew up in a a soap land which is a japanese brothel basically and the game basically has this tone of there's these people society throws away like the homeless, prostitutes, uh, elderly, retired, like that just are not talked about all that often that Japanese society just rather not look at. And Yakuza 7 is about like, they're mistreated. So they're not treated societally or well in society. So let's talk about them. Let's put them front and center. Like there is a, there's a protest group of people trying to eliminate the sex workers in uh, Yokohama, which is where most of the game takes place. And they had this speech about how would you feel if you were the son of a prostitute? 
Like you would hate that. Like those kids are deserve better. Ichiban takes real exception to this because he was raised by prostitutes. So he like he gives kind of impassioned speech about like I had no problem with it. Don't presume that you know what best for these people. And it's it's a really interesting thing. And it takes this game from like just this general very complicated mob story that the previous games have been about to it still has all that mafia story stuff, but. It's a more about the people and the characters in it. And it's not just about like one superhero Japanese person that can break through walls. It's about a guy who is reasonably strong, but he needs people around him. And he is a fully formed character in a way I do not expect. Does it Blessed. continue to be uh, mostly cutscene? Or does it like, does <laughs> it, the game? Welcome game to Yakuza Blessing. Blessing. Because <laughs> here's the thing: if it does, I'm totally okay with it. Because legit, like this is like the one game where I can make make lunch or make dinner and eat while playing the game, and I find that awesome. Uh, your <laughs> Xbox will probably dim during a lot of parts of that of that game of just awesome. you not touching the controller and like it be and like that's the game <laughs> that is like it is it. I am used to it. I can imagine some people are going to be like, "This is a lot of cutscene for what we're getting." Because like sometimes you walk three feet, it's like, "Oh, another cutscene." But yeah. yeah, and that's what it's been so far is like I finish the cutscene, I run to my next location and maybe I run into one battle and then I beat the guy in two moves and then go to the next cutscene. And that's pretty much been the thrust of the game. And the story so far has been so good. I've enjoyed the performances I'm playing in with uh, English VO and mm. not the it's not the greatest VO of all time, but like with how wacky and how uh, earnest the story seems to be, like it all kind of fits and works for me in a way that I'm. I'm I'm having a great time with it. I will say this: I turned on English video for a little bit, and then I went to go play karaoke. the The dub songs are actually pretty good. I'm surprised. Yeah. I don't prefer them, but they're pretty good. <laughs> uh, how does it, from a gameplay perspective? Because this one's more RPG than the other ones, right? Is, yeah, is this, this one, the one is... with the turn based. Yes. yes. Situation. How for you as a longtime fan, Imran? Like, do you do you like this change? Uh, so once I turned off the battle QTEs, yes, it's like I enjoy it quite a bit. I oh. I miss the brawler style of it, but I understand what they're going for, and it's it's still pretty cool. This game has a weird, not a weird amount, because it's it's a, the focus of this game is Ichiban literally loves Dragon Quest, so that's what his life is like. And there's some Dragon Quest references in the game that are just like really fucking deep cuts. Like uh, there's a famous line from Dragon Quest One. Where a the main character looks at a, a body and says, It's not responding, it's just a corpse. I last night I I found a body on the ground and Ichiban says, It's not responding, it's just a drunk. I'm like, oh shit. They're like, this is not a thing most people would notice. But <laughs> you can tell that the it's a love letter to a specific like cultural thing that people just if you if you've never played a Dragon Quest, you're you'll be fine. But it's if you have played Dragon Quest, there's like all these references to another company's games that are <laughs> weirdly cool. Huh. That's pretty cool. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about about Miles and, and Spider Man, Greg. What's your you platinumed Miles? Platinum Miles. You're replaying remastered now. I am are in you... the throes of remastered. Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't, you know how it's working for you guys. I know I talked uh, blessing uh, top level about this, and I've said it you just to friends or whatever. But like, this is the most fractured I feel like my time's ever been with a next gen console, and maybe even a fall in the way that historically I would you know play a game for review and then for fun, obviously, but commit to that and be like, oh, I'm gonna have 
a backlog. I'm going to have, I'll get to the, I'm going to beat the game A and then I'll go to game B and then I'll go to game C and so on and so forth. What I found this time around for some reason is I'm playing so many multiple things at once, which is great for whatever I'm in the mood for, but then horrible I feel for my actual progression in these games mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm 35 hours into Valhalla, but then I go and fuck around and get addicted to Fortnite PS5 for a while. And then yesterday after I lost a fucking heartbreaking match, I was like, I feel like playing Spider-Man Remastered. And so then it's, you know, in game time, it's been like five hours now of Spider-Man Remastered. Like I'm just doing that where I'm spinning all these plates at once, which mm-hmm. is awesome, but it's so weird for me because I just want to platinum the game and move on to the next thing or whatever. But yeah, yeah. right now I'm in the throes of Spider-Man Remastered. Yeah, obviously I thought Miles was so fucking fantastic and just wanted more of it. And so then to jump into Remastered here and be, you know, going through these things, I feel like, you know, playing Spider-Man PS4, obviously, you know, we had a whole bunch of suits, obviously. Now you have all these different suits at your disposal earlier on and stuff like that. New stuff that wasn't there originally. I'm uh, being a bit more... Uh, lenient on myself i guess and what i use there because even with spider-man ps4 when we had certain suits i was like i played with it for a while but i didn't want to break the immersion you know i didn't want to break the story i wanted it to be either the white <laughs> spider or the more classic spider-man that i wore for the majority of the game whereas now i'm like all right cool i'm in the you know spider-man homecoming suit for hours on end just <laughs> fucking around and like ah, oh, i'm gonna be scarlet spider for three hours this is great did they give you a spider-verse suit at the beginning no i haven't gotten it yet i'm like Mm. level 10 or 12 as him don't quote me but i haven't had that pop yet which i was wondering how they're going to deal with it because obviously when that did drop for into the spider verse uh obviously i had a you know new game plus going or whatever it was already so i had it immediately i think the into the spider verse suit for uh the 2018 game is tied to a dlc so you might need to unlock it in one of the DLC packs. Interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I didn't gotcha. know if they just that like gave you all the suits with like the outside. There, there, there were some the suits that they you like added bunch, on their yeah. own. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 someone reminded me like last week because I was wondering about that, that as well. Sense. That makes of, sense. That does make sense. Of, yeah. With yeah. Heist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing that. And you know, I mean, playing this Spider-Man PS4, obviously, or you know, now remastered. Mm-hmm. Playing remastered, having a wonderful time with it. But I so it reinforces everything I felt I said in the Miles review of just like, Fuck, I think Miles is such a better game. Again, a cheat code because they learned so much making uh, 2018 that now their 2020 version of that would be different. It would be, you know, a different thing. But just, again, blocking, storytelling, side missions, everything that's going on in there. It's like, oh, this is a fun throwback, but I'm glad they didn't put this in Miles. Mm. Joey is uh, playing through Spider-Man Remastered for the first time right now. Wow. Which is very exciting. She's loving it. So yeah. it's, fun, it's fun getting the updates from her as, as she's uh, playing through. Does she know spoilers and stuff? I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. And it's one of those things where even if she does, like, it's been a while. So I don't know if she's going to, like, mm-hmm. fully remember everything. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I, I keep da- – I'm kind of like you, Greg, where I'm, like, fractured more than ever, where I am just dabbling in a lot of different things because there's just so much out there. Um, but I, I've tried Demon Souls. I've tried Sackboy. And I've tried Pathless. And I don't think it's a huge surprise that, like, they're not grabbing me that much. Sackboy might be a little more surprising. Um, but it, it's – it's fine. So How far. long did you give Sackboy? How long did you give Sackboy? Uh, I'm two and a half hours in. Okay. I want to say. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. It's cool. But it's like, there are moments of it that are really cool, but there's not enough of them. And gotcha. I, at least so far. And uh, I'm definitely planning to, to keep going with that one. Uh, Demon Souls, I, I, it's one of those things where it's beautiful. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, and Pathless was the one that I, I think I'm most surprisingly disappointed in not oh, wow. grabbing me i i only played it for about an hour i kind of expected it to be from what we've seen a bit more linear than it is yes. like it's it's more open 
And like, there's a lot more kind of like having to find where to go where I'm like, the fun thing about this game is the locomotion. It's like, I, you know, when you're, you're kind of going super fast and like shooting with the, the arrows and like, I'm sure I just need to like put in the work to get to those parts, but I kind of just wish it was just those parts. I really like that game when I'm running and I don't like it when I'm not running. Like that is basically it for me with Pathless. I wish that was not tied to a meter. I just wish I was always running. And it's a bummer because the music and visuals are stunning. And it like it just mm-hmm. seems so cool. But that's another one that like I'm going to beat over time. It's just I'm hoping that it, it ends up clicking for me and I end up being able to move a bit more freely to, to my leisure. Um yeah, Pathless is Pathless is one that I beat over the course of two days. And it definitely towards the beginning, I definitely felt a little bit of that where I was like, all right, when I'm out of meter, it definitely is kind of rough just to walk places. But I say that get that gets better as you go. Like one, you get you kind of you get better at figuring out ways to move, especially like when you're out in the open world, because it is it is way less linear. Like it is it is taking place in multiple open areas uh, because the whole thrust of the game is trying to figure out like where the next thing is so you can so you can solve this puzzle so you can take it over to this tower in order in order to unlock the next thing mm-hmm. um and like half the game is exploration in that way and so like the the talisman stuff like shooting the talismans with your arrow in order to gain that speed boost is something that you you one get better at but then also you like get upgrades and stuff to make that stuff better so that you can move faster and be and be more locomotive with it um and then yeah, Sackboy is also another one that I beat within the course of two days. And like, I think for both those games, the thing that really got got me into them is the fact that like I kind of sat down and played them in like basically one or two sittings. Committed uh, just to them. Yeah, yeah, committed just to them. And like, it's, it's been this it's this, it's been this interesting thing of we've been in, we've we've had this embarrassment of riches for next gen where like I've been I've been blessed that like. I've I've gotten codes as they've come as they've came in, and so I'm able to be like, all right, cool. I just have Miles now. I'm just gonna play Miles. Okay, cool. I got Astro. I'm just gonna play Astro, and then that's how Pathless came in, and that's how, um, uh, well, Sackboy. I, I I made the conscious choice to play Sackboy because I had the choice between that Godfall and Demon Souls and other games, and that's the one that, that spoke to me. But yeah, no, like those games. I, I said this on PSLUXOXO that like Astro and, and the Pathless have, or not Astro, uh, uh, Sackboy in the Pathless have ended up being probably my two favorite launch games of this wow. generation yeah like they they've they've spoken to me on a level that i like i think both what they do i think what they both do individually they just exceed at so well like Sackboy, awesome. Sackboy from the idea of hey we're just make we're gonna make a platformer ass platformer we're gonna make a 3d platformer where every level is doing its own thing uh i really dig it and i feel like it's really creative uh and then pathless on the other hand like very much feels like a a reimagining of what a team eco game is like it feels like it, it takes mm. those lessons and modernizes them in a way that feels uh uh more forward looking like it feels almost more it feels like it takes the premise of a team eco game whereas here's this character that's coming to this land that's been abandoned and that's been uh uh destroyed or left behind or whatever whatever the thing is right we're gonna bring them in here but instead of either uh you know trying to uh, bring this one character back to life or instead of instead of basically just existing here what they're going to do is bring life back to the world and i found that premise pretty i found that premise to be pretty cool and pretty like i don't know rejuvenating for for what that type of game is and even for like what, what the state of the world we're we're in right now is uh i found that to be refreshing then also like the the talisman arrow like lo- locomotion system i think is, is a is a good additive to that formula 
So I've only put like an hour in the Sackboy, but the overwhelming feeling I came away with was that game is a lawsuit printed on a disc. Like that is just three <laughs> D world. That is like like everything about it is just th- like I. That's reductive, I guess. But like. It is so similar, and like it's not like I'm saying anything they don't know. They know the game they made, but it is so much like Mario 3D World that like I some part of me was like I should stop playing this because I want to play the new content of 3D World when it comes out <laughs> next month. I don't want to be burned out. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was hard for me because like I was playing Sackboy and I still hadn't platinum Astro yet, and I was mm. just like, there was that pull where I'm like, yeah, this is cool, but I want a platinum Astro, and I, it's the same thing with Pathless. Was like, this is cool, I'm like, but I really want a platinum Miles. And now with my uh, Miles playthrough, uh, the update for you guys, I have every trophy except for the new game plus one. So, Ooh, yeah, you skip cutscenes, you can haul right through that. You're fine. Yeah. I hate how it seems like not every cutscene skippable. Oh no, yo, no, not every cutscene is skippable. They will trick uh, you. They uh, will trick you. You need. Yeah, I thought for a long time I couldn't skip any because the first like two couldn't. And then sure enough, I checked later on. It's like, oh, some of them are, some of them aren't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm right there with you. Where that's the uh, the pull of trying to jump around and do it. And so even with Sackboy, where I'm playing through it and enjoying it, I find myself doing a. I don't know, handful of levels at a time. And then it's one of, and I'm trying, as I'm going, I'm trying to make it lighter on myself. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I finish it and then it's like, all right, I'm only missing one of the blue dots, right? So I'll go back and find that. Or I didn't, I did, I died in that run. I need, I need a clean run, go through and do that. But I do that and then I, I'm like, all right, this is enough for Sackboy. Like I, I, when I feel like it gets in the groove and I'm not surprised by it anymore in the, in those little play sessions, then I jump off to something else and come back. So I'm long playing that. Yeah. Actually, I, I was wrong. I, I two, trophies left i have to beat the game then there's one i need to get do all the challenges for uh the the app like for all of the 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 yeah, random yeah, crimes yeah, yeah. Like, knock off all the the special modifiers or whatever exactly I, I need to do that but uh to your point about miles being better than uh spider-man remastered i now that i've done the majority of the trophies of like doing all the districts doing all the spider-man app stuff like man the side quests in this one are so much better and streamlined yep. than Yep. Than Spider-Man 2018, Absolutely. where it none of them overstay their welcome. They're varied enough. I'm only stopping cars a like handful of times as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, I think they did a really good job of like making the side stuff feel premium as well. I feel um, like in, in that especially instance, with story like, beats shit too. Totally. I feel uh, what yeah, it's less is more, right? Where it's like, yeah, there's way fewer, obviously, there's fewer things to do, but it's the fact that yeah, you're not sick of it. Even now in Spider-Man Remastered, like I, you know, before that I did a side mission, it was the one of the, you know, uh woman's husband is hanging out with a woman, so go chase her down and figure out what's going on, and then eventually it ends in a fucking car chase. And it's like, oh my god, I'm back <laughs> here. You know what I mean? No matter what, all roads lead to fucking stopping a goddamn car here and pounding square at the end of it. Whereas with Miles, yeah, not only do you not do the same things over and over and over and over again they are interlaced in with actual like content of getting to know the people of harlem and what you're doing and why you're doing and why these people matter and even if it's not like story beats of like real crazy like oh the character reveal or anything and it's still similar gameplay stuff there was one of there's a feast truck and the guy like was stuck in the snow and uh you gotta get the truck to go and oh he dropped his uh checklist the, or whatever, the yeah. checklist of where he needs to go so you need to get that back to him it's like yeah sure it still is the exact same thing as swing to get on top of a car and whatever but just that premise was different enough that i'm like th- there's just a little bit more thought to make it feel like there there was care and like oh this person's a character now like this gives feast even more character than it than it had in the first game and i, I really yeah. enjoy that sorry Imran, what were you saying 
I was gonna say I I feel like the side stuff in this game is actually probably better than the main campaign, which I don't think the main campaign is bad, but it feels I'm I'm not getting the same level of personal attachment to it that I did with uh, Spider-Man. And maybe that's just because like I recently did the City Never Sleeps DLC, so maybe I'm just like a little burned out on that specifically. But like I, I the main campaign missions feel so rote of hey, this is going to happen, the underground is going to like cause a scene here, and then you're gonna fight like 16 of them, and then you're gonna move on to the next thing. And it just doesn't feel like that same level of variety and care and using the pieces of different ways is established as well in the main campaign as it is in the side stuff. Maybe I'm I'm still like I don't know, early maybe relative here, because I actually don't know how long or this game is, but maybe it changes on because I've been mostly doing side stuff and not that much main campaign stuff. Hmm. Uh let's talk about one more game before one we more head game over into the post show. What would you guys any anything come to mind? Can I talk about Godfall for two sentences? Go for it. You okay? So Tim and Greg, you guys will understand this analogy. You know how when you play an E3 demo and you're like, you know, if they tighten this up and like work on some <laughs> of these things, this could be a pretty decent game. Yeah. That's how Godfall retail feels. Ugh, damn. Like the last couple of days, I've been ta- I had to take some like pain medication that puts me to sleep to actually get to sleep at night. I didn't take some the night I played Godfall, but while I was playing it, I felt like it was starting to kick in. Because that's how sleepy that game was making me. <laughs> Damn. That is savage as fuck. <laughs> like, it's not terrible. It's just like, it's nothing. It's just, it's a nothing game. It feels like a tech demo. You know what's, oh, this is a weird anecdote. But my group of friends who I talk about a lot as like, they, they're gamers. They play games, but like, they don't know what's coming out. It's just kind of like, things are there. They walk into a store like, oh, I guess I'm going to buy the new Assassin's Creed or whatever the hell it yeah, is, yeah. right? Um, like they wouldn't know that Assassin's Creed is Valhalla this year. They just know that, oh, there's probably an Assassin's Creed coming. The two games that multiple people have asked me about, because now they all have PS5s, Bugstacks and Godfall. <laughs> Godfall's a dope name. Like I understand why that game is doing well. It's pretty too. It is, it's a yeah, pretty it's game pretty when you look at style. it. Like the visuals, I think it's very visually striking for what I played of it. Every, every time I look at it, I'm like, all right, this is appealing. Even when I even when I step up to a boss and like the boss has like it's oh you're here animation kind of thing. I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. But then like I get to more story or I get to more action. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm with everyone. This is all this is all the same. Like it all bleeds together. Like I think I described it before as like a it feels like a fake game in like a Seth Rogen movie. Yes, where like 100%. they're <laughs> they're playing it on TV in the movie. And you're like, okay, that doesn't exist. That's kind of what Godfall is a bit, but it, it is real um and it, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm also with you imran in terms of like it in so many ways i feel like it is almost there like because i i think the combat is fun and i think the 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 feedback loop when it comes to loot and like gearing up and then going back out into combat and getting more loot and, and doing all that stuff i think it's there and like inherently and this might just be me coming off of ghost of Shima legends like inherently when i get when i get that loop i'm like Oh yeah, okay, this is good. Like I'm I'm enjoying this. But <sighs> combat itself just feels whatever. Like I see what they're going for, right? Like they're trying to make like a almost like a souls like ish sort of um uh what they call it a loot slasher? Loot slasher looter, looter? Or, yeah, something like looter that. Looter slasher. They're trying to make like Looter's a looter. 
Souls-like slash oh, slasher <laughs> kind of combat system. They're trying to take some of the loot stuff from Borderlands. They're trying to make, make like a third person, a third person action Diablo. And, and none of it's cohesive at all. Yeah. And none, none you just of named like 15 games. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if you play Godfall, that's what you'll get is like 15 different games that and none of them feel full or exciting. I, I think that's the thing, is like nothing about it is necessarily exciting. It's kind of like what I was saying about Astrobot of like, hey, this is a good foundation. If they make like a full game out of this, this would be cool, but it's $70. So like buy Devil May Cry 5 and Astrobot is or way better than the Demon than, Soul. Yeah, like the same idea. Godfall, like there's an idea with my money spent on on Astro you, over Godfall. You were yeah, you were better off playing Astrobot for free. It, like if the mm. two prices were exchanged, I would still recommend Astrobot over a free yes. Godfall. Wow. Well, there you go everyone this has been the kind of funny games cast we're about to do the post show exclusive for patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporters uh we're doing another classic episode of bless who will greg reign supreme we'll have to find out in just a second for everyone else love you guys bye